Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get right back into it here with our panel, Peter Sherman, Stephen Holliday, and Andrew Cash. Andrew, a first-timer, former NDP MP for Davenport, co-founder of the Urban Worker Project. You know, we were talking about the economy and uh, what signals a healthy economy. It was an interesting discussion, but you were bringing up wages, a wage component, which uh, kind of dovetails with, this is Trump in a way suggesting that uh, they need border protection because the market is being flooded, the labor market. In fact, unions have supported him on this. Uh, They undercut wages, non-skilled workers flooding into the country. And uh, you might say, A similar sentiment is expressed by folks in Germany where there's a campaign now to actually uh, pay people, bribe them to leave. They've uh, been rejected. Their claims have been rejected, but they're hanging on. They're called tolerated, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you feel from the – because I'm noticing here uh, the co-founder of the Urban Worker Project, undocumented workers uh, will depress wages, won't they? That's the argument anyway. Any validity to that? Well, I think, you know, first of all, we have to say – Wages in North America, wages across the West, have been going down. Um, you know, we have a real, a real situation with quality. Our jobs, contract jobs, short-term jobs, part-time jobs. You see here in the GTA, you've got people working three part-time jobs. It's not that, uh, you know, people are coming in and taking jobs. It's just, quite frankly, that good jobs, jobs that are going to give you a living wage. Uh-huh are few and far between at this point. Right. And with automation on the increase, it stands to reason that these jobs, too, will disappear. Uh, So if we've got... And look, I mean, I don't want to come across as nativist or xenophobic or anything. It's just a numbers game, and we're talking about this uh, economic uh, imperatives. Do you want to increase immigration when you've got jobs disappearing through automation, especially the unskilled pool. Stephen Holliday, does that make sense to you? Well, the the word immigration is completely separate from the migrants' discussion. And in, in my experience with immigration, there's a process that is done to match the skills that come from other countries. And maybe the people are coming with a lot of money to pump up the economy and they are matching the gaps that we've got in, in Canada or, or in different regions. So immigration is a good thing. Point the made. thing that I'm really worried about is the underground economy that's connected with all of this, where people are getting paid in cash or under the table. That hurts all of us in so many ways and, uh, and, and maybe doesn't leave workers with a wage that they can survive on or uh, um, you know, takes away from the tax base and, and we have to pay into it as, as a society. Peter Sherman, I mean, what the German model says, I want to do, uh, just give you specifics. A uh, 1,000 euros for a single person, 3,000 for families to provide for basic facilities. Uh, you get more money if you choose to leave earlier on. Uh, and uh, 1,200 euros if uh, you return to your home country from which you fled, uh, from which you're seeking asylum, before the asylum procedure is completed, which drops to 800 after a rejected claim. I mean, what do you make of this model? 
I make it. It's nonsense, and it's nonsense for this reason. They let in seven hundred thousand people, a little bit more than that, and they just threw open the doors. They did what Trudeau did with the uh, the non official border crossing at Lacole, Quebec. Only they did it in in Europe at a time when people were streaming out of Syria, and these these folks were walking across. I happened to be in Europe at the time and saw them. I was in Germany at the time and I saw them, and they were pouring in. You couldn't get on a train because they were so they were jamming the place. It was a a miscalculation. Yes, you have to give refuge, but they couldn't manage it. Now they're trying to manage their way out of it. So they, they, you gave the correct numbers on what they're paying. What? How many people have taken uh, them up on their offer? I think it's eleven. In other words, no. I'm serious. Uh-huh. Nobody, nobody's going anywhere. They're right. not going anywhere. So they've got to find a way to manage um, what they've they've got a problem, and they've got to manage this problem. And and that's the same for us. And I think that countries all um, have to look at. Being humanitarian, and I think that countries like Canada, where we don't do a replacement birth rate, have to look at immigration absolutely and necessarily. But we have to be careful. It doesn't mean we should just slam the door in people's faces, but it does mean we've got to be a little bit selective, look at the process we already have in place, decide how many are coming in this year, and take people who can contribute to the economy. We have jobs, but we don't have people to fill those jobs because they're they're new phase jobs, jobs that have come on, on stream over the course of the last one, two, three years. So we, we can do two things. We can do immigration that addresses those jobs with skilled people, and we can retrain people who are here who could do them if right. they had that retraining. But I don't think that's what uh, we're arguing against here because, you know, Stephen pointed that out as well. Uh, a cogent or coherent immigration policy just makes sense. It attracts uh, quality labor or skilled labor that increases the prospects for, uh, you know, elevating all boats with that tide. But folks who come here, uh, whether it's illegally, irregularly, whatever you want to uh, describe it as, as they've seen in Germany, too, with uh, a lot of these failed claimants, they've got about a quarter of a million now. Uh, And as you said, Peter, correctly, what do do we do with them? So we're trying to entice them to leave because it's probably less onerous to offer 3,000 euros for a family than put them up in a motel on Kingston Road. Well, a packet of money is not going to do anything. And, you know, it seems to me that this program is heavy on advertising, and I think it's more about appeasing the German people rather than having an effective program to make a change to an issue that they've got. Uh, well, I, I guess a particular a particular part of the German population. Uh, true, you know, a particular and, part of the population. And, and we, we need, you know, in this conversation about about refugees and asylum seekers, I think we need to remember two things. One is Canada has had um, a recent example of very successful integration of large amounts of what we call boat people, Vietnamese. Uh, who are fleeing uh, during a time of war. Uh, and, I mean, you can I can't name a single person in this country that would disagree that that wasn't a phenomenal success. Uh, and there's no reason that Canada, the United States, Germany can't have those same successes, but we are also experiencing some of the worst global conflagrations True. in our history mm-hmm. and, and all countries bear some responsibility. All countries are connected. That is part of the new reality of the 21st century. You're right, but when you throw the gates open to any country, ours, it's happened to an extent in ours, it's certainly happened in Germany, you get a lot of good people, and you can integrate them, and you get a lot of people who are pretty edgy, 
And and that being the case, you got a problem with them. So what are you going to do? I mean, I could I could put my tongue in my cheek, but it's a pretty serious uh, situation and say, well, hell, they seem to be doing very well getting over the uh, New York and uh, Quebec border. Mm-hmm. Send them over to New York; they'll come in under the uh, safe third parties agreement that we disrespect. Uh, you, you you've got to find a way, and uh, and we haven't found a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Trudeau's not giving us one, and Angela Merkel certainly doesn't seem to have one. So I think on a world basis, and it's not going to be the UN, there's going to have to be some meeting of the minds, or we're going to have a lot of people mm-hmm. who are taking a lot of tax money, uh, living off the fat of the land because they can't contribute, nobody's allowing them to. Well, that's part, part of the problem, though. That's it, part it, of I'm the problem. Si- that's why I'm talking about well, retraining. This is where I started the discussion on this particular point uh, when it comes to finding them gainful employment. Are they competing with uh, other low-skilled workers here domestically and is that a problem for you andrew specifically because you're the co-founder of the urban worker project i thought this might well, strike a chord well with you. i i think we need to prove that it, that they are in competition and that they are driving down wages i've not seen a single shred of proof of that and in fact what what i experienced as a member of parliament uh dealing with immigration cases and refugee cases Many, many newcomers to this country want to work. They want to contribute. They do not want to be languishing in a motel in Scarborough. They want to be contributing. Uh, you know, the bureaucracy of, of integration doesn't move that fast. And, and so people are sitting on their hands, like good people with, that could contribute to this country. I think that we need to take a look at how we, you know, manage it, as you said, all right. Um, Let me just take a time out. We'll come back. I wanted to uh, broach at least one or two more topics worthy of discussion while I've got time. Peter Sherman, Stephen Holiday, Andrew Cash, Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.